Angela and I have big plans for 2020. A new stamp in our passports, maybe a bathroom renovation. We definitely didn't expect to be worried about our income. When life takes you out of one comfort zone, your Regents Banker has helpful tools and advice to help you find a new one. It's a relief to have a plan for whatever comes next. Make your financial plan at regents.com slash brave the beginning. Regents Bank. Member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And greetings and salutations, everybody. It is Stephen Julian. I am your host for today, but I'm not hosting this wonderful Gwinnett Business Radio show alone. No, seated to my right is the fantastic, wonderful, great to be my co-host today. Happy to have you here. Amanda Pierch. Good morning. How are you today? Doing well, besides the pollen count. Well, which is probably at 17,482. Actually, it's at 700. I was informed by one of our guests that number earlier. Well, that's actually not bad. That's actually not bad. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have taken two allergy pills. Maybe I should have only taken one. one. But our guests guests and our audience will be thrilled by the fact that I've had two allergy pills. We'll see if I can keep it on the rails. Hey, Mm -hmm. before we get to our guests, I want to remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. We're here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking regions bank member fdic dang it mike mike's our producer i thought i was going to get away with it and get my dramatic pause he still won't let me do the dramatic pause that's steven's favorite part of that region i've never gotten to do it we'll try to do it next time hey you guys didn't come to hear my dramatic pause you came to hear the guests and we've got some great ones we have steve cooper from cooper and company general contractors we also have jackie martin and jennifer gross from be more learning we're going to start the show talking to steve cooper from cooper and company general contractors steve thank you for being in the studio Thank you for so much for having me. Today. Yeah, absolutely. Cooper and Company, general contractors. Very descriptive name. A lot of people know that you do contracting, but tell everybody about about the company, how long you've been here, and specifically what tra- what type of contracting work you guys do. Sure. Let me give you a history about our firm. Our firm was started back in 1967. In this May, we'll be in business for over 54 years. I grew up in the construction business. My, my father was in the construction business. My grandfather, you can say that um, construction is in my blood or running through my veins. But our firm, uh, we do a lot of different industries in the southeast. We're licensed in all the surrounding states. But we service religious facilities, K-12, through offices and warehouse, uh, poultry, and um, industrial work. I always like to tell people various landmarks that we do our projects in throughout wherever Spe- I'm speaking. Right. Okay. So, so so here in the Gwinnett County area, we're broadcasting live from the uh, 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 Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the Sinesta Atlanta Gwinnett Place Hotel, uh, lovingly known in the history back when Cooper was started. It, when it came out, it was the Gwinnett Marriott, Marriott originally. Yeah. So. Um, so what kind of landmarks right near our studio are, are you guys uh, responsible for? So I'm going to try to remember these. I'm going to start with right across the street. It's Bahama Breeze now, uh-huh. but the original project was the Pleasant Hill Road Baptist Church. Nice. Wait okay. a minute. Bahama Breeze used to be a church? 
It was. It wow. went from saints to sinners. <laughs> We'll let everybody decide well, which, which was first and which was last. Yes. Right? That so. building has maintained its integrity structurally for quite a while. I'll say it's still standing and it seems to be in good condition. Yes. So despite the built correctly, <laughs> the pivot from yeah. a church to um, the restaurant. Oh, man, you're gonna, it's going to be hard to top that. So you started with Bahama Breeze, which was a Baptist church. Go, what sure. was next? About a, a further mile, I guess would be north, would be uh, Ferguson Elementary School. Absolutely. Know it well. Uh, I'll continue with the uh, schools, South Gwinnett High School, Central High School, and just recently, Lilburn Middle School, Yeah, uh, Lilburn Elementary School. As far as um, public utility, that's another sector we do. Yeah, The Norcross Library, Duluth Library, Bay Creek Police Station, Fire Station 15, the Fire Training Station in Gwinnett County. And I noticed on your website, one of your pictures was the historical Gwinnett County Courthouse. Yes. We also renovated that back wow. in the early 90s. Wow. Man. Good eye on our website. I like that. Uh huh. I want to ask you really quickly, Steve. Now, you mentioned that construction was in your blood. Um, you grew up in the industry. And I recently saw a beautiful piece on LinkedIn, where we are connected, about your father, Ted. So I know that you've been in the industry for a while, but you kind of jumped into the driver's seat in 1992. Tell us a little bit about that um, experience as a youngster, kind of cutting your teeth in the field with your dad. Sure. So my father, he always was training me for the position I'm in today. And when I say that, when I was three or four years old, me and my brother, Jim, he had us playing in the sandbox with the Tonka toys and the Lincoln logs and uh, Legos and all that other good stuff. But he always brought me up in the position to uh, know what is happening in the construction field. And I tell everybody this story for the longest time. Uh, I was in high school and in college, and he had me on the job sites with a broom and a shovel. And that's all I did for two or three years was push a broom and sweep up uh, trash. And I was so mad at him. What is he doing to me? Why am I doing this? But I realized he was training me and getting me ready for the real world. Because if you don't know what's happening at the bottom, you can't run things at the top. And I would imagine it didn't, that wasn't the only, you know, you didn't go straight from there to, to heading up projects. I would imagine in your history in the company, you've probably done almost everything, if not every type job that anybody you ask to work for you has done. So that's correct. So bringing up uh, just a little history on myself, I was um, been a native of Atlanta all my life. Grew up in uh, Stone Mountain, Tucker area. Went to Southern Tech, which was now Kennesaw State. It's yep. been um, changed over several times. But I got my degree in construction management. And I tell everybody this story. When I went to Southern Tech, I was a second graduating class at Southern Tech. Wow. wow. And three people graduated with me. And people say, well, how did three people graduate with me? And I said, well, at Southern Tech, the first class I took was physics. Past physics. And I'm like, man, I'm done. But then I realized I had to take physics two, three, structure analysis, statics, wood framing, concrete, steel. And my peers became much fewer and fewer <laughs> as I went along. But I was very fortunate. Um, graduated in 1989. I uh, met my wife at Southern Tech. Uh, everybody asked at Southern Tech, um, what are the ladies called? And back then I said, those ladies are called anomalies. <laughs> and... Kind of a physics term there. That's good. I yes. like that. And in addition, a pretty lady, uh, that's called an oxymoron. 
But um, that's part of the reason I passed on my statics and structural classes with my wife was sitting next to me. I was oh able to get goodness. through that. <laughs> so I learned at an early age how to use my communication skills. Yeah. And um, since then. And uh, how to leverage a relationship. Oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, very fortunate. Um, uh, I have three daughters. All of them are engineers. Uh, one of them, uh, my oldest one, Chloe, she works for Jacobs. She's an uh, environmental engineer. My middle daughter, Channing, she works for um, Nelson. She's an architectural interior designer. And my youngest daughter, Lily, she's at Georgia Tech and a future aerospace engineer. Amen. So, go Jackets. Along with construction, um, I'm told what to do a lot, so it's easy to to work with people in construction. And uh, so here in the story of kind of your upbringing and how you came into the the business, you automatically... uh, made sure and mentioned your daughters and how they're doing various engineering projects. I would imagine the way you were raised and the way you were raising your family, that has to go over into the culture that you're building uh, at Cooper and Company. So talk a little bit about the culture of the people who work for Cooper and Company. We heard, we heard about you pushing a broom. How about the people who are now pushing the brooms and doing the other jobs? What, what kind of culture do you, do you find there? Sure. So it's very important to, to me when I took over the helm to uh, bring in team members that um, would come to work for us as a team, not come in from nine to five and work. You know, we have no time clocks in our company, but some some people that would come in and enjoy the workplace, because then if you have a happy team member, uh, you'll have a happy environment. Uh, mention the women in construction. Uh, women in our organization is very important to us. Uh, marketing, project managers, accounting, controllers all those ladies um, help us serve a purpose along with the the ladies in the office uh, project managers estimators uh, pre-con team all those people uh, come together to to put us in the right direction make my job real easy we like to do a lot of uh, different things maybe uh, normal companies or construction companies wouldn't do and when I say that we try to do something fun at least once a month such as uh, every March we have a, a crawfish boil or we might go golfing or uh, skeet shooting. Uh, March Madness just finished up. Unfortunately, I was not the winner. Um, Masters tournament. Yeah. You guys had a nice photo on LinkedIn of you and your team. Everyone Thank wearing you. Masters green. And our big uh, coup d'etat is every fall with the uh, different team members from different um, uh, colleges, we have our uh, fantasy football. Uh, so along with the college uh, ribbon every sun, excuse me, every Monday when we get back from the weekend, we always have um, our football team history, how we did that. So mm-hmm. have a lot of fun with our firm. Sounds like you've created a, a community of sorts within Cooper. Speaking of community, Steve, I know that you are um, heavily involved with the community, all facets of the community. You serve on several boards. You're a Rotarian. I yes. see all about that um, on social media. Uh, tell us a little bit about some things that you participate in. Obviously, there are so many, too many to highlight, but some of the things that you participate in that are most near and dear to your heart. And then I'm going to use that as a segue to talk a little bit about the wonderful ladies that are seated next to you. Sure. So I'll just tell you a little story again about myself. Um, I'm 54 years old, almost a speed limit. But when I turned 50, I just want to do something different in my life, and I want to start getting involved in the community. A lot of people, you know, they find that uh, light bulb early in life. I found it late in life. And since then, I've um, been a Rotarian. I'm on the Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce Executive Board. I met a um, 
a gentleman named Derek Brooks. He owns a printing company uh, in uh, Cumming Brandywine Printing. And he came to me one day and was just asking me you know, what I wanted to do with the uh, Rotarians and my various boards I was on. And he said, I've got a group of ladies I'd like for you to talk to, see if you could help them out. And that's how I got involved with uh, Be More Learning with Jackie and Jennifer. I met them several months ago, and I noticed they had a passion for what they're trying to do with the kids. And two strong women, I believe in them, and trying to help them out in any way we can. Amanda, something has happened on this show that hasn't happened that I can remember, and I've Mike brought me in early, and I've been <laughs> irritating guests and, ever, since. And ever since. Our guest just gave a great segue to our next interview. Yes, he did. Better than you and I Better could Better than do. we could have done it. But I've got a dilemma. Normally between the interviews, I'll we do, do it. A, because, okay. you know, it, it kind of plays So we're going to ruin his their, segue no, by no. making sure. No. We're, uh, <laughs> we're going to piggyback on his segue. Uh-huh. Is that what we're going to do? Yes. Well, then I'm going to get out of your way and let you do it. Okay. I do have one thing to add before we segue. You can do whatever you want. You're the co Can I pivot? Pivot. Pivot. Um, what I was that? Steve is a great supporter of the show that I host called Celebrating Powerhouse Women. And that's kind of how this relationship started. He identified these ladies as obvious powerhouses within our community. And that's what kind of started the conversation. And I was able to meet them via Zoom because of the world we're in now. And we were able to find that one thing that we all share, and I know you do too at this table, is our devotion to serving our community and service to others. So I would say that that's kind of a loving thing that we do through service. And you know what else? What? Tell me about love, Stephen. No, you tell me about love, Amanda. Love is what makes a Subaru. Um, and su- enjoy savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit Subaru, um, Subaru? Subaru, Subaru, Subaru. SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. If you're already a Subaruist like Mike, check out their Facebook page for the latest news and offers with their community events. That was fantastic. So I will now finish uh, the great segue that Steve set up for us. And I would like to welcome to the show Jackie Martin and also Jennifer Gross. They are both with Be More Learning. So the very first thing you guys have to do is one of you has to tell me about Be More Learning and what you guys do. Oh, I'm glad to do it. Um, Thanks for letting us share a little bit more about what we're doing. Um, Be More Learning is a life and workforce readiness program for high school students. Um, Really, even out of high school and into college, somewhere between 15 and 25, we have developed a curriculum and programming that can come alongside schools or universities to prepare the students with not just the academics. I think they're getting great academics here in Georgia. Incredible school systems we're surrounded by. Um, But we're finding out over and over from business owners that they're missing the social skills, the communication skills, the um, those soft skills that we talk about. uh, And we wanted to help bring those um, together. And and we came up with a curriculum that could do that. That's exciting. I'm the first thing that's coming to my mind is first I'd like to backtrack and talk a little bit about each of you ladies individually and kind of how it led to um, the creation of this foundation. So share with us a little bit about your background, Jackie, and about how you became so enthusiastic about this cause and then kind of laying the groundwork for the beginnings of this organization. Great. Well, the last 25 years, I have been in the training and development 
uh, arena for um, adults. So whether it was in my own company, it's called a matter of motivation, or whether it was with the university, I'm a continuing ed instructor up at UNG. And so I'm helping really in the in those professionals that are already in the professions and they want additional training. So as that was going along, it became uh, pretty obvious that there were some gaps and some areas. And I just kept thinking, what if we could back that up a little bit? What if we could find a way to, instead of waiting until they were 35 and had been passed over for three uh, promotions and didn't know why, how can we come alongside the students before they arrive there and give them those kinds of skills? So it's been years, decades of uh, helping in the business arena. Um, since I'm an entrepreneur and business owner myself, I'm living it. Mm-hmm. I have a team, we work together. Um, some of the things you were talking, I love, Steve's culture he's got going on there always a good role model Um, but those kinds of uh, opportunities business owners are constantly looking for and um, again the earlier we can start that kind of information and education the better what are some examples of the skills that you um, you know that you equipped um, the participants with? Okay, well, they come in two big categories. One is social emotional. Mm-hmm. So things like, well, how to fail, you know, how to fail and pick yourself back up, how to take risks, how to, um, um, you know, um, communicate with people in a confident way, but not just with other people, communicate with yourself. So the social, emotional, um, but also tactical, practical. So things like how to navigate if your GPS goes down. I mean, how to read a map. Those kinds of things are maybe financial fitness um, because we're switching to the technology has come alongside this, the ways their parents did. Banking is a totally different yeah, like balancing a check. They may never have to learn how to write right. a check. Yeah. Well, not, they don't even know how, uh, necessarily have to sign their name. Yeah. I mean, now that we have DocuSign, uh, even even important documents that you would, or checks and things like that, they, they don't even have to know that. So we need to bring up to speed our training, but we need to find ways to give them those tactical bright things like how to cook for themselves, how to um, do laundry, things oh, like that. You wouldn't that. even believe how many men out there still don't know, <laughs> know how, how to, to do that. Bless it. Proud to say all three of my boys know how to do their own laundry. All right. That's Jackie awesome. Martin is the founder of Be More Learning. Uh, and Jennifer Gross, you are the director of community engagement. Yes. So the founder has done a great job of casting the vision of what you guys do. What I'm going to ask you is, what are the different ways that Be More Learning has been able to engage the community? I'm, I'm imagining there's, you know, of course, approaching high schools, approaching colleges, and now approaching, you know, businesses. Break that down for me. Uh, unpack that for me and tell me what it looks like. Sure. Um, so we we recognize that this is so needed. We hear it everywhere that we go. And so we want to make it available to every student. And, and wherever students are, that's where we want to be providing these opportunities. That could be church youth groups. It could be student organizations working closely with school systems. The, the opportunities are endless. But we have to build an audience. We have to let people know what we're doing and that our, our services are available. And so my job is to talk to people, something that comes pretty naturally for me. <laughs> and so it's, it's really nice. I get to share the vision, get people on board, have them really buy into what it is that we're doing. And it is a cycle. It's the students, it's the parents. The parents need the love too because they're struggling. They don't know how to lead their student properly. And then it's also the, the business 
owners in the community so it's this full cycle where the community and the business leaders are going to benefit from what we're doing because they're going to have a ready workforce so i'm going to push back just slightly um some people who so you're sitting in front of me i'm a school uh, administrator or, or whatever um one of the first thoughts might be well we don't i heard curriculum and i heard so is this just another class so what makes this different from just another class at a school or just sure. another guest speaker at a church? Well, everything that we do is fun. It's hands-on. We know that kids... Hey, now, are you saying that I'm not fun <laughs> as a teacher or as someone leading? I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Not a good soft skill, by the so way. So sorry. But uh, I did it for effect. So, That's yeah. Fun. So so it's fun. Talk. Yeah. It is. Go it's ahead. a lot of fun. We know that kids learn by doing and being hands-on. And so we want these skills to stick. We're giving them the opportunity to practice and you know there's a muscle memory when you're comfortable with something it just comes naturally and that's what we're giving them is the opportunity to practice it and build that muscle memory so that when they're in the real scenario the real situation it it becomes natural for them and so it is fun it's a lot of games and activities Um, we have our team is just fantastic Um, i do not lead many of the training sessions because i'm already too old for that but we have a really young vibrant you know 26 year old who leads a lot of the trainings the kids love her they really really uh, relate to her and so we really try to stay as current as possible with the opportunities and activities and games and things that we're able to offer so a typical engagement is is this something you guys are looking to do ongoing is it uh, okay so it is hey we want to be part of the after school program or part of someone that you to talk about well one of the one of the um we did a pilot in in forsyth county and we actually did it uh, outside of school we did it in the evenings and um uh, we actually invited the parents to come as well at first we thought we're going to do this for the kids it'll all be hands-on a lot of fun more like a boot camp kind of thing so we invited the parents and we didn't realize but all the parents came I mean, every one of them wanted to be there. So we thought, oh, we need a curriculum for them. Well, we turned out to have over 200 people uh, come four different times. And so we decided we'd condense that to make it like a Saturday event where the parents and the students would come. The parents would be with other parents talking about, you know, the the ways that they can manage uh, situations and the kids can can do their things and learn all of the practical, tactical, and social, emotional. Um, And and I will tell you this. We actually have, both Jennifer and I have... um, teens and 20 somethings and um have lived a lot of this and and practiced this uh, sometimes successfully sometimes not as uh, ourselves and truthfully one of the reasons one of the motivations to do this now was um I was starting to get a little defensive about the way people were referring to the latest couple of generations mm. coming into the workplace. And I was starting to bristle when I'd hear, you know, kids these days, kids these days. It started to bother me and thinking, wait a minute, okay, if they're talking about, I mean, they're now talking about my That's kids <laughs> and I'm realizing I'm, I'm getting um, defensive. And so that meant, what, what am we missing? What am I missing? And so this is very personal. Jennifer's still got uh, middle school and high school and then one in college. I have two out of college now. So we're, we've lived it. And, and so part of this is bringing what we found in real life. Um, we're aligning with other experts so that they are bringing their expertise to what we're doing. And that's kind of how the, all of the messaging was put together. 200 for your pilot um, launch is a fantastic turnout. 
I was reading here in your brochure that um, the program affirms their feelings of pride in the work that they have done as parents, meaning the part of the parental program. I can only imagine, and I'm not a parent, um, what they might feel like because, A, yes, they might be putting themselves and their children there to enhance um, enhance their student experience, or B, some of these parents might feel that they are inadequate in these areas, and they are humbly bringing these kids or the students to you all to help with the things that they simply can't do themselves. So talk a little bit about the dynamic of uh, the parents and the, and, and the kids or students. Am I referring to the mm-hmm. collective appropriately? And uh, maybe, you know, like the feel or the vibe when everybody was together. Am I wrong in, in that prediction or is that kind of the mix? No, I, you're right on. And and in fact, what we found was the parents that would look at what we had to offer and say, yes, I want to sign my student up for that, were usually... Um, had a level of concern either their student was more introverted so they were worried that they weren't able to communicate as well as they knew they should be able to or their student seemed to be heavy in academics and didn't have the social exposure there are a lot of great organizations and clubs within the schools those students are involved in those kinds of activities or fbla or deca and things like that they're probably getting a lot of what we're already sharing but they make up a very small percentage of the total student population it's the rest of the kids that don't have a, perhaps exposure to that and usually it's the parents who are a little worried they're their they're kids behind a screen yeah. all, all of their spare time so they want them out from behind the screen or um, they feel like they don't feel confident that their student if somehow they had to be out on their own and independent that they could do it yet and so what we try to do is help prepare the parents for this thing called the road to independence. And in mm. fact, when we first started out, we kept throwing around the word adulting. And um, and actually, we realized that was kind of disparaging. I mean, that nobody, I mean, I know a lot of adults who don't want to adult, right? <laughs> so so we realized that wasn't the aspiration. And But we realized that both parents and students want independence. They all want their student one day to be standing on their own two feet, and the kids want it to at the level that's appropriate for them. So that has been our goal, is to just sort of build that journey to independence and give them the tools, the parents, so they can, I mean, truthfully, I'd love this to be a generational thing, so that parents now, as they're, maybe they're teenagers now, they're learning how to do this with their own kids in the future, and that we just improve parenting confidence so that they can take care of these things going down the road. That makes sense. Uh, listen, I would encourage everybody uh, to uh, go to the, uh, we're going to give the Be, Le- uh, Be More Learning website. Um, I, I'm, I was sitting here debating whether to read uh, your mission in a place where in the nine just the nine factors i mean because we're sitting here talking about these things and and they're fantastic ideas but when you start getting into the specifics of just teaching a student how to make track and budget money teaching uh, a student how to pick themselves up after failure teaching a student how to make direct eye contact hold it hold a casual conversation uh you know firm handshakes which who knows if that'll come back i think it's starting to come (laughs) back i'm hopeful i'm sick of knuckle bumping um uh, but recognizing their own strengths and values i mean it's just it's it's not learning how to be an adult it's it's self-skill and and self-aware and then how to uh kind of hurdle through the journey of life without knocking over everything right i mean that's really personal kinda, development yeah just personal and skill development fantastic um i actually heard someone refer to uh, life skills as human skills that oh. it's not actually life skills it's it's human skills i like that i yeah. like that okay 
I wanted to say, Jennifer, and I apologize because I, I warned you before the show that I do this water booking thing with the <laughs> topics. Um, we were able to hear Jackie's kind of background and history and what led her to sure. this to this organization. I'd love for you to share really quickly a little bit about how you became enthusiastic and about your other endeavors. Sure. So I've always been in the field of education. Um, way back in the dark ages, I was actually a classroom teacher, taught middle school and high school, uh, did a lot of tutoring. I've taught adults, um, ESOL, did some training with Jackie. I've worked with her off and on over the years. Um, and I just love the light bulb moment. That is the thing that drives my passion. It is um, when you see that someone is getting it, it, it just, it fires me up. It, it's like, okay, my job is done. I can move on to the next student who needs assistance in this area. And that really is what this is all about. And so it's right up my alley. It's like everything that I've ever done has come full circle to lead me to this moment at this time to fulfill this purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's, that feels amazing. Yes. Um, and that light bulb moment, I mean, what we're providing, it's like we're bridging the gap. You know, these kids have these amazing academic skills. They've got pathway skills. Kids are learning how to weld in school. And code. Hello. I, exactly. Yeah. But there are some things that are that are missing. And so it's almost like we're running in the background. Um, you know, like a, a computer has software that runs. And so all the things in the front are able to work properly you know and that's what we're doing we're providing the stuff in the background so that the stuff in the front can work properly a student can't be successful with those skills if they can't even hold a conversation if they can't introduce themselves if they can't fill out an application and have an interview and so it's it's a it's an important position you guys you mentioned obviously wanting to get to know the schools and you want to get to know uh, places of worship and and you want it so so these community centers and these these public places but i've heard you mention daca is it also a, a chance of partnering with a junior achievement a DACA, future leaders, business leaders of America? Is that, or is it, is it trying to latch on? Not latch. That sounds a bad word. Is it trying to tack on to what they're doing? Bring something that they're not necessarily covering? Well, that that's actually where we are. That we became a five hundred one c three nonprofit last this past July. So in the middle of the pandemic, we officially became a nonprofit. So we're getting our feet up under us. We know what we have to share. We know what our pilot did. We know uh, the different um, organizations we've already been helping. But right now, we're looking for the best way to reach the students. Obviously, we're all with COVID. That and then there was COVID. Right. Um, and so. Um, Yes, I think coming alongside the school system sometimes um, that we've we've entertained that and looked into different ways we can do that. Summer um, camps, for instance, through our Parks and Rec, we're going to have a few camp opportunities so that'd be an all-day Saturday for the students in that environment. Um, there are just a ton of different ways the same message can be delivered, um, and and it can have the parent component or just the student component or both. It it and right now we're actually running a series of webinars that are for parents because we realized we did try uh, this fall to do a, um, a web-based uh, zoom call training for the students and they were already over it in the first semester so that we knew wasn't going to serve them well we want them out from behind the screens mm -hmm. so so but we realized the parents were still uh, operating that way at work so we have, are in the middle of a four-part series that has guest speakers that is helping parents move their kind of confidence along and skill base um, right now so we're trying all different methods to reach the best way to to do this going forward is there a cost um, associated with the programming I don't 
I don't expect to, to disclose the number if there is, but obviously you mentioned 501c3, and I think all of us here at the table are familiar with uh, finding funding for a nonprofit and what a booger that can be out there in the marketplace, especially today. So my question is, how um, is this supported? And then I guess, is there a cost to participate? Uh, yes. So two things. One is um, Steve has been so gracious to join our board and part of their mandate is to help us uh, build this in such a way that we've got the support of the community and some of that funding uh, grants, different areas that we have yet to explore. We're just, a, there's just a handful. I mean, we are as grassroots as it gets. <laughs> and so they're going to be, uh, take on a big uh, part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, at, yes. In the pilot we did, we did have a per family family, a parent and student, or two parents and a student fee, mm -hmm. that they would pay for the whole thing. And that would include all the materials, the instruction, right. and the food, and things like that, mm -hmm. so that the kids could experience the whole thing. Very nice. And I guess that's kind of proof of concept. If people are willing to um, invest financially, then obviously they're there for a purpose. Yeah, our biggest, our biggest goal really is to stand in the gap between education, whatever level, high school or college, and the businesses themselves. So our thought process is not only are individuals going to help us through donations and fundraising, but our goal is to also align with some of the big companies that will eventually employ these yes. individuals and, and for example we had a student that went through a program last time um, she graduated uh, through the program and got her certificate but put it on her little application for a local job mm -hmm. well the owner of that business knew what be more learning was uh -huh. all about and hired her immediately she's wow. still there I think a year later but it that's what we would love is that businesses would understand what that means and what the students have learned and that we would then be that would give them a leg up going into the workplace part yeah yeah so that's why we're hoping the businesses will uh, want to see these skills improve to the uh, to the um, benefit of themselves yeah. and come alongside us as well I do want to mention though while there is an enrollment fee the the point of the nonprofit is we do want this to be available for every single mm -hmm. student sure. and not every family can pay the enrollment fee and so that really is where we're we're going to the community and saying help us with this right. you know that this is important it's vital to their success and we want them to have all of the tools necessary to succeed and so we are looking for sponsors we're looking for partners we're looking for additional funding like you said from grants and and that kind of thing we have such a generous generous community mm -hmm. they just need to know what it is that we're doing well i, I I'm sure you guys have thought of this, but I'm just trying to show off a little bit. Uh, one thing that was from past generations was a lot of the larger corporations um, would have a sales training. All their new and all their new hires would come yes. in and there would be extensive. Let's get you some training. There are some corporations in and around this area that would be great to do a professional development and they can overpay for that with the understanding that what they're paying is also going to go to sure. put this in schools yeah. and in nonprofit settings for people who can't necessarily do it. What a great way to train up young professionals in the way that they should go so that when they're old, they'll not stray from it. I've, I read that somewhere, but it applies to good business practices too. So um, Jennifer, we've, we've teased this now long enough. I think it's time for the director of community engagement to engage <laughs> our audience and tell us how to, uh, you know, whether it's a someone at a church or someone at a school or someone who wants 
wants this in their school or a, a again some of these businesses that could uh, could uh, engage with you guys for their uh, employees how do they get a hold of you guys absolutely so the website is a great place to start um, go to www.bemorelearning.org and it's just the letter b bemorelearning.org remember it's a nonprofit.org if you go to .com or .net or whatever you'll find some crazy stuff so don't go there .org don't go there go to org <laughs> they're on social media too we're on social media follow us on social media you can um, reach us through the website and then we'll follow up and so we really are looking for those people to help us build the relationships make the connections make the introductions there are people that care about this they just need to know how to get involved right and so that's what we're looking for. We're looking for the civic groups. We'll come talk to the civic groups, you know, Rotary and Kiwanis and Optimist Club. And they all have youth organizations that they sponsor as well. So that's another avenue that we can um, pursue. Uh, we're willing to do the work. One thing that the ladies and I talked about is um, through my service on the board of the Gwinnett Young Professionals, we do voluntary things. Mm -hmm. So what we did before COVID was we'd go to schools and read just stories to the classes. Mm -hmm. So kind of along that same vein, um, we were trying to kind of cook something up about how the GYP can participate in a service yes. fashion. I like that it. would be great. And uh, and Steve, I want to bring you back in for just uh, one quick question to kind of wrap up here. Uh, they mentioned that you have uh, uh, kind of engaged with the board. How's that experience been for you as a business leader in the community who you said in your own interview is trying to get more involved in the community and came to the party maybe a little bit late. Those are your words, not mine. So don't, don't get mad at me. But, uh, you know, how's been how's your experience been with Be More Learning? So this has been a, a, a great experience for me personally. And, you know, my vision, along with the other board members, are, if, if you can imagine, Be More Learning is just in a specific area at this moment in time. But we have great plans to expand that out of the community to surrounding areas, state, southeast, and, and keep going. Uh, I believe in these two ladies. Our board member believes in these two ladies. It's a great opportunity to help the kids. So... Uh, there are times when we bring guests on, uh, a lot of times it's, hey, who, who do you need to talk to? There are so many different ways that you guys can engage with, with whether it's, again, schools or places to work. There's a lot of people listening that know a lot of people that um, this can just be a good supplement or certainly could be something that maybe is not getting, I love the word, stand in the gap. So you guys are there to do that, and hopefully uh, this and, and uh other opportunities you guys can uh, find your way into other uh, organizations so jackie and, and jennifer thank you so much for being here thank you thank and thank you. you for what you're doing and thank you for uh recognizing the need and taking that first step in order to mitigate it i read a funny quote the other day ironically it was on one of those chalkboards on a restaurant <laughs> and it just said you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. Ooh. All you need to do is take that first step Absolutely. and then God willing, the rest of the case is there. But literally that's what you guys did, especially in your triumph through the COVID times that we're still in. Uh, you guys went ahead and you took that first step and it's been an interesting yes. ride, but look at this success you've already had thus far. So congratulations to you ladies. And I, thank you for that. And I think it's important to note that the kids need this now more than ever. Yeah. Even before the pandemic, it was a need. And now we're facing a, another set of circumstances. So and thank I you. can see our listeners can't see your beautiful faces, but I can see the passion behind being a mother. Both of you mentioned that your, your parents and Steve, you as well with your um, girls the passion behind what you're doing because like you mentioned you've lived it firsthand and you're trying to translate that um to the other youth 
Absolutely. So Jackie Martin and Jennifer Gross with Be More Learning, thank you so much for being here. Steve Cooper from Cooper and Company General Contractors. Uh, Amanda, before we get out of here, I think you have one more read. But by the way, that that chalkboard, that mm-hmm. was a really big chalkboard, all that stuff you just said. It was. Do you know what? It's at one of my favorite local Duluth eateries what? called Good Word Brewing. Nice. <laughs> well, there's another local place that you love to talk about. And if you happen to be connected with me on social media, but first, let me plug our social media. You guys, thank you for joining us today and be sure to stay connected with us on on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram at Gwinnett Radio X. And if you are connected with us, you see that we are a proponent for our favorite bagel shop called 101 Bagel Cafe. They're in downtown Duluth and they offer boiled and baked New York styled bagels. They offer iced iced coffee served on tap with their signature iCubes and they go beyond the bagel offering lunch, baked treats and catering. We have had the pleasure of dropping off some uh, bagel trays here recently and they are very well well received. Um, visit 101bagelcafe.com and fran- franchising opportunities are available. I don't know. I had marbles in my mouth today, Stephen. Thank you for uh Member FDIC. Me oh, man, it doesn't work on that one. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Amanda made sure and mentioned our social media pages simply because she was scared that I wouldn't do it. But just to remind you, uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is part of the Business Radio X community. You can go to businessradiox.com. We're also available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. We used to have a bet that if you could not find us on a podcasting platform, I would give you a dollar, and then we would get on that podcasting platform. But the we haven't had to pay out. Your age and burpees. Oh, no, it was a dollar. Um, So you can follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, but you can also follow us on social media. So for our producer of the day, Mike Salmon, and for my great co-host, Amanda Pierce, this is Stephen Julian saying we'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.